Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's Fat Chat. Um, I got a call uh, the other day from, uh, from, uh, from a new client who was referred to me by his physician. Uh, the gentleman was um, in his 70s. He was six feet tall, and he is 300 pounds. Now, aside from the fact that he has diabetes, gout, and, uh, and sleep apnea, he also needs back surgery. And he was referred to me by that orthopedic uh, surgeon because the doctor was trying to tell him that uh, given his size and given his general medical condition, uh, the surgery would be very, very dangerous. And uh, the, the surgery for him right now is not uh, something that he must do. He is in pain a lot, but it's not as if he's got cancer or something and they have to get in there right away. And he told him he must lose weight because the surgery is dangerous as it is, but his size makes it even more so. And um, now, I want, I want to, so it, it, it gave me the subject that I wanted to talk about today, about how, uh, you know, being obese is a very weighty problem uh, in the OR, but especially for anesthesiologists. And I want to just explain a little bit about that. We know that obese patients can expect longer surgery times. It's, it's, it's a given. And that's even if it's just something simply like, you know, getting your tonsils out or getting your nose fixed. Okay, just getting through the fat layer takes more time. Obesity can often double the length of surgery. However, the longer the surgery proceeds, the longer the patient will need to be asleep and the more anesthesia is necessary. Now, what many people don't realize, however, and that includes many of my clients with whom I've had this conversation, including this gentleman that called me uh, about the program, is that the anesthesiologist has a much more difficult situation on his or her hands for surgical patients who carry a lot of extra weight versus those patients of a healthy weight. It's not just a matter of, you know, quote unquote, turning up the dial you know, on an anesthesia machine to let more air out and into the obese patient's airways. It's not that easy. Obesity-related changes in one's anatomy have significant, I, I really stress that, significant implications for obese patients requiring surgery and anesthesia. Number, the, number one, positioning the obese patient for anesthesia. Two, finding an appropriate blood pressure cuff to fit a patient's arm, then there's more difficulty in locating the veins. And then airway management throughout the surgery, all of those things, these present special challenges for the anesthesiologist. Specifically, because their airways tend to close um, when they're under sedation, obese patients need breathing tubes inserted more often. And getting a tube into their airways is more challenging. Necks are bigger. Yes, fat people do have fatter throats. So it's harder for anesthesiologists to see the vocal cords. Do you understand that? So, so often, placement of a breathing tube may require special equipment, such as video assistance, believe it or not, uh, and other techniques to guide the anesthesiologist with the air, you know, the air tube getting into the person's throat. And then, of course, there's uh, obstructive sleep apnea, which many, many obese people have, which this gentleman did have, the one who called me. He has sleep apnea, and he wears a CPAP uh, at night to sleep. Um, sleep apnea is a condition where breathing is significantly impaired, you know, during one's sleep and which leads to serious heart conditions. Airway obstruction due to obstructive sleep apnea 
increases the risk at the time of surgery and can result in decreased airflow and oxygen in uh, patients who uh, have to receive even the minimal amounts of sedation. So you can imagine what it's like for an obese patient. If all the above isn't enough, uh, those complications are all too often compounded by other underlying health problems that obese uh, patients uh, too often have, uh, including hypertension, heart disease, and diabetes, for example, uh, as this uh, gentleman did have. He had diabetes, he had gout, uh, sleep apnea. So you can see uh, how dangerous it is. So, so while, of course, when any of us uh, need surgery. Of course, we rely on surgeons and, you know, we put our trust in them. No, no doubt. We trust them. We know that they want to keep us safe and alive and they want to get us in and they want to get us out. But when it comes to obese patients, in my opinion, the most important person in the OR is not the surgeon. Uh, with all due respect to surgeons, it's the anesthesiologist who has to anticipate all the difficulties that I just mentioned in advance. And he has to prepare for them and he has to counsel uh, the obese patients regarding all the potential complications that could that could happen, and who has to do all of that before uh, the operating physicians even enter the OR. And you know, listen. One of the reasons why the uh, this surgeon uh, gave this obese uh, man who who called me, he told him to get some weight off before we even do this, was because there's more complications once you're asleep and you're obese, okay? Now the surgeon has another issue. Uh, the reason why you need more anesthesia is because you're more overweight. It takes a longer time for the anesthesia to put you out. Uh, the, the surgeon has to take more and more time cutting through layers and layers and layers and layers of fat to get to that one organ that he may be working on, or in this gentleman's case, uh, some of the vertebrae that they need to get to to work on. Uh, the more anesthesia you have in the body, the more vein, the more your veins are relaxed, which means there's more bleeding, and all of this adds to more danger uh, for the surgeon, which is why they tend not to do this unless it's an absolute emergency, which is why he told this gentleman to please take off some weight and to come back and see him in six months. Um, so listen, folks, if you're obese and you're contemplating any kind of non-emergency surgery, help yourself by helping the anesthesiologist by losing some weight. And that will greatly help you get through surgery with fewer complications. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com or message us at Facebook or Twitter at Wait No More DC. You can also keep up with us uh, at our website, waitnomordietcenter.com. And once there, sign up for our free monthly electronic newsletter. Until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Wait No More Diet Center. And remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Thank you.